This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nose. Good morning. So we are doing the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, we were in chapter six, and we will be today starting verse forty-two. But before I start the verse, I will give you a small idea about what we did in the last. Week. So, verse forty and forty-one of the same chapter, chapter six of the Bhagavad Gita says that there are people who may be devoted to Lord Sri Krishna. Now, these people who are devoted to Krishna also have a certain issue with their own life. which means they are not able to perform the actions which are necessary for achieving the perfection or reaching realization which they have set out to do it so happens that the mind is very powerful the mind overcomes that individual and doesn't allow him or her to reach the destination a simple example would be to listen to the guru's words so there are three ways of listening to the guru's words first is the guru says to the disciple do this and the guru and the disciple says okay i will do it after a few moments again the guru has to say the same thing over and then over and then over again that person is so much lost in his own mind that is not able to overcome the mind and is not able to perform the task this is the lowest level of a devotee or a disciple then we come to the second type a second type is a person when he is told by his gurudev do this and he does it so he is called the middle kind which means this individual is an average devotee the first one was below average the second one is an average devotee a mediocre kind the third one which is the highest the highest disciple or a devotee is a person who performs the action even before the words have come out of the guru's mouth that means the highest devotee is a person who anticipates the requirement of the master and performs the action so this person could be called a satvik kind of a person the middle one would be called a rajasik and the third one they call tamasik now this individual while they are doing the devotional aspect or path they are following the path or they are following any other yogic path 
falter. They get into trouble because of their mind, because of circumstances or whatever may be the case. They fall down and when they fall down, they get into trouble. So in the last week we had discussed that any person who falls down, who has strayed from the yoga, he obtains a higher world. Now when we say a higher world, it means heavens. Heavens of the demigods. The demigods are there. Brahmaji has his heaven. Indra has his heaven. Vishnu has his heaven. Vaikunt. Shiva has his heaven. Kailasha. So this devotee is able to achieve that particular heaven. Then he stays there for a very, very long time. Because please understand, even in these heavens, there are people required. The souls are required over there. The the spirit bodies are required over there to perform actions. You think the heavens are run just like that? Indra Dev will say, you do this. Get me my horse. Uchishrava, get me my elephant. So, I am sure you understand. All these demigods, they require a lot of people and that is the reason why you may have to stay there for many, many years. And then you will be born on the earth once again. So, this is how it happens. And having resided there for innumerable years takes birth of pious and prosperous parents. Because the person has been good and because he has been a devotee of God, he doesn't fall down. He is born of a pious parents and they are prosperous. That is number one. Now we can come to the number two kind of a person. So we are doing Bhagavad Gita chapter 6 verse 42 today. Or if he is possessed of dispassion. Then not attaining to those regions, he is born in a family of enlightened yogis. But such a birth in this world is very difficult to obtain. So, any person who is faltering, has fallen down, has created those errors, has done mistakes, he is not able to follow the path. Now, such a kind of a person who has not been absolutely disciplined and strict with his own self. Such a kind of a person was given the first option of going and serving in the heavens. Now, instead of serving, it is said enjoying. But you understand what enjoyment means. The second which is what we are doing in this particular verse. In the second aspect, he doesn't attain those worlds, which means he doesn't go to those worlds again. But to be born human again, it's an extremely difficult thing. Let me assure you, if in the last birth, If you were a human being and to take a human birth again in this life, the next one, is the toughest thing in the world. 
The reason is because you have performed a lot of karmas. And those karmas culminate into you born into some lesser womb rather than a higher womb. The higher womb is a human being. So to be born as a human being, you have to be a perfect sattvic person. And how difficult it is to be born in this family where the father and the mother are yogis themselves. Can you imagine that? You have to go towards your liberation. That is the reason why you have to be born in a pious in a family where you were, your parents are going to be yogis. Can you imagine that kind of a birth? Now, since you have an understanding of the number of people that are there in India itself or the world, in 7 billion people, how many billion, how many billion, million or <laughs> hundreds or thousands will be there born in such kind of families? The answer is none. You can check out for yourself. If you feel that you were a sattvic being in your last life and you were born this time and you are alive and you are listening to my satsang, are both your parents yogis of the highest order? And the answer is no. My parents are average human beings. This is what you will tell me. And you will tell your own self. My parents are average human beings. They have their own faults. They have their own idiosyncrasies. They are not able to do anything. Maybe you have a father who may be a corporate you know, servant. You may be working in a corporate atmosphere, some uh, company or some government organization or whatever. He is running after money. Or maybe he has taken a back seat now in life and he is interested in godliness. And that is why he may be reading scriptures. If this person is like this, the wife is not going to be like that at all. She will be completely different. Or if the wife is pious, the husband is going to be completely different. So to get a set of parents, that means a father and a mother who are complete yogis, it's one of the rarest cases in the world. That is the reason why Krishna is saying the second birth which we are talking about, a devotee who has had some mistakes, faults or problems created in his last life. Even though if he is a devotee of mine, first instance he may be born in a family of pious parents or pious and rich parents. But after serving in the heavens for thousands of years, the second instance which is the one which we are doing right now, this person will be born of yogis. So your father and mother has to be a yogi. 
Now when this kind of a person is born or if he is possessed of dispassion then attain not attaining to those regions the regions means the heavens he is born in the family of enlightened yogis so you will be born in a family of enlightened yogis so your your father your mother your forefathers are going to be enlightened beings but such a birth in this world is very difficult to obtain krishna himself is saying this particular scripture is very very ancient so if it is that time during the dwapara yuga at the beginning you know in dwapara yuga if this is the case in the kali yuga what would be the case here the answer would be complete no no this verse would be not even valid today so we move to verse 43 we are doing chapter 6 from the shrimad bhagavad gita verse 43 arjuna he automatically regains in this birth the latencies or even mindedness of his previous birth and though he strives hard than ever for perfection in the form of god realization so we are still talking about this person who is born from enlightened parents a person who is born of enlightened parents a very very rare breed i cannot even think of any parents who are like that for the last many centuries it is impossible to do that because i wouldn't be able to even pinpoint a person like that to have parents who are sages themselves the sages happened millions of years ago maybe thousands of years ago today's day and age there are no sages so to have both the parents as sages and their forefathers as sages is difficult so here krishna is saying let us say assume that there is a person like that he says to arjuna arjuna if he is there he automatically attains the latencies of his last birth so wherever he has faltered and done some mistake and fallen down and he has lost the path he will be born at that particular point he will be rejuvenated at that place that means the knowledge up to that level will be suddenly opening up in this person imagine that the brahmanyana by itself opens up to the person like this at the snap of a finger this person doesn't have to stress himself because he is born of such highly spiritual perfect person that is a parents so he doesn't have to stress or strain harder to achieve those kind of latencies which clearly translates into that he is getting everything on the platter such a kind of a person do you know anybody like that i doubt it so he gets to the latencies of even mindedness even mindedness that means the person will not sway he will be born literally like a sage 
And then what happens to this person? He, and though he strives harder than ever for perfection in the form of God realization. Now let me tell you something over here. If you feel that you are really on the path of spiritual, Your job is not easy even if you have an Ashirvad from Sri Krishna himself. If Krishna comes and gives you that Abhaydan and saying that, okay, from today you are enlightened or today you have reached the highest point. That doesn't give a person a chance to become lax. To just feel, okay, I have achieved my goal. Now I don't have to do anything. No. This individual has to put double the effort or more effort than those who have not reached. In my world, I keep on telling people that to find a very, very devoted disciple or a devotee is very rare. Even if the master is the supreme lord himself. It is extremely tough. So in my world, to find such a kind of a person is near to impossible. Because understand, that person needs to have Sattva Guna in the first place. Should be born of parents who are enlightened themselves. Forget about parents being enlightened. At least the second category prosperous and pious parents. A piety has to be there. A person cannot be running after money or thinking that I have a wife, I have a children to look after. No. Absolutely pious parents. To find this second type also is very tough. So where is it possible to find a disciple or a devotee of that high caliber today? It is near impossible. And this is where the problem lies. Now imagine such a person. Imagine he exists. Do you know the kind of efforts he will have to put just to be above board, above the level of water? It is more than Twice the effort which a normal person, a person who is on the path of realization, he has to put X amount of effort. This person has to put 2X efforts. Which means, let us say, the disciplined approach towards life has to be absolutely near near perfect. There can never be any faults with this person. Has to be sattvic has to be enlightened, has to have the goodness of heart. Everything that the scriptures teach, that person should have those things. So the second type of a person whom we are discussing now, his or her efforts have to be multifold. When a person says, I am your devotee to Krishna, 
do you know the kind of efforts that are required to just remain at that level one day i personally tested out a person so this lady came to me and said you know i am a great devotee of shri krishna i said very nice and then i have a friend she is a much greater devotee of krishna she sews clothes for krishna and gives them every day every few days she does puja morning evening one of the greatest devotees so i said i don't think there are any such great devotees today she says no when you meet her you will come to know so i was introduced as the guru as the person who is a guru of that other individual and when i met this person she had so much of an arrogance that she is making clothes for an image and she has she is one of the greatest devotees supposedly that she literally was spewing arrogance ego anger from her body so i deliberately provoked her and i said how can you say you are the greatest devotee of krishna when you don't even understand any words from any scriptures they expect you to be good and kind and compassionate and loving and caring so then i turned towards my other person and i said you know what this person doesn't stand that to be called the highest devotee means to be the most loving and caring person in the world in the uddhav gita krishna says the highest worship to me remember these words the highest worship to me is to see god in every person not going to a temple and making images or giving clothes or putting garments or or putting crowns and jewels and praying whole day that is not called worship giving money feeding the poor people or whatever i mean just no can you see god in every person and be devoted to all these people and see with them the eyes of love every individual has to be seen with the same eyes this that is exactly what krishna said just now to be born in a family and have that idea that this whole world is like that it is near impossible to get such a kind of a person it's a challenge nowadays we all absolutely the whole world wants what is called as concessions they will not perform the task they won't even do calling themselves the highest devotee this lady 
Though she called herself the highest devotee, but couldn't see God in anybody else, her arrogance was pouring from her body. And that is not the way. So how would you worship Krishna? Krishna can be worshipped. The highest form of worship of Krishna is to see Krishna in all the people around you. Including the animals, the birds, the trees. Everything is Krishna. That is the highest worship. And be devoted and loving to them. So we move to the next verse now. We are doing the Bhagavad Gita. Chapter 6, verse 44. The other one who takes birth in a rich family, though under the sway of his senses, feels drawn towards God by force of habit acquired in his previous birth, nay, even the seeker of yoga, transcends the fruit of action performed with some interested motive as laid down in the Vedas. Now, we were discussing two kinds of people. The first one is rejecting all the heavens. He is a very good person. He is a sattvic person of the highest order, but has defaulted in his life by doing something wrong. So such a person after death is born of enlightened parents and becomes an enlightened being faster because of his latencies from his last life. This story ends here. Now we take the second character, the second person. Like it is mentioned, the second person has done something wrong. When this person dies, he goes to heaven. One of the heavens that are there. Enjoys over there or works over there or does whatever that is necessary over there for many, many years. And then is born on the earth again as a human being of pious and rich parents, prosperous parents. This is where we were talking about. Now further to what happens. Now this person is born again. Now what happens to this kind of a person? Because of his latencies in his last birth. The other one who takes birth in this rich prosperous family. Though under the sway of his senses. So such a kind of a person. You see when you are born in a rich family. Naturally you are under the sway of your senses. Think about all the rich people in the world. Whether it is film stars or you know, rich industrialists or absolutely rich households, you know, regal households, royal families and so on and so forth. You have seen the children of this family are pampered. Like say for example, the royal family of Pataudi. 
Saif Ali Khan is their son. Now he has a son. Now see, this child is enjoying his life thoroughly. He celebrates every function, every occasion, rides on a horseback, has got a mother who is a film actress, a father who is a film actor. They have a palace. They have everything going for them. It's literally like born in a, with a silver spoon in their mouth. Or take example of children of Bill Gates. Naturally, they were born in a very, very rich household. These children will have a lot of comforts around them. So when we spoke about the royal family, other we are speaking about people who are rich because of the money that they earn in their, say in this case it's Microsoft. So when their families are so rich, naturally the children enjoy those things. They have a very comfortable livelihood. I mean, money keeps on pouring and they are very comfortable. So the second kind of a person where we are continuing the story, the person who has done the mistake in his last life has gone to the heaven, enjoyed a certain bit over there and is born again as a human being. This person is born of pious but rich, prosperous parents. I am not saying that these people are pious. I just gave an example of prosperity and the children how they enjoy. This example should not be mixed up with the spiritual one because we don't know whether Bill Gates or even uh, you know Saif Ali Khan or whoever are pious. I have no idea about them. But just was an example for prosperity. I just tell, told you. So if we look at it these parents are going to be pious in nature. They will be God-loving. There will be constantly prayers and stuff like that going on in their household. But this kind of a person, and born of a prosperous family, a rich and a prosperous family, is going to have all the sensual objects around him. So even if he has this kind of a, if his senses are swayed, he feels drawn towards God by force of habit acquired in the previous birth. Even if there are sensual objects near him, even then such a person will be drawn towards God. So he is pushed towards God in this life because of his latencies of his last birth. Because he was a very, very genuinely kind and a considerate person. He was sattvic in nature. So he can move towards God immediately without any delay. So, he transcends the fruit of actions performed with some interested motive as laid down by the Vedas. So, such a kind of a person, he or she may enjoy all the fruits of their prosperous parentage and yet be pious and yet have godliness in them. Now such a kind of person will enjoy his life and while enjoying his life move towards spirituality. So for such a kind of a person he will transcend the action. So whatever action that he does 
the actions that are required of this person would be to get married have children have a prosperous family again you know that is what maybe rule the kingdom maybe take care of certain things maybe handle money whatever the case might be this person has to do those kind of things and after he does all these kind of things then we will move to verse 45 what happens to this person so we are doing chapter 6 the bhagavad gita verse 45 the yogi however who diligently takes up the practice attains perfection in this very life with the help of latencies of many births and being thoroughly purged of sin forthwith reaches the supreme state for such a kind of a person he will continue with the practices which he has left them in the last life now you may think how is it possible well the ease with which he will find a guru he will find a guru immediately he will get on to the yogic path immediately the person who meets the guru goes on the yogic path like that is able to grasp spiritual stuff fast quickly which means very simply that there is no need of an explanation to be given to this person so when the person opens the book and he is being taught by the guru some things or some kind of a yogic activities like you know pranayama or this or that that person is so fast in grasping it immediately he is able to answer the questions immediately understands every intricate detail of the scriptures the knowledge just opens up like that you know suddenly so this is what happens diligently takes to practice he has to take to practice listen that is exactly what i told you whether you like it or not you have to go through these stages meeting the guru going through those stages yes but destination is faster so attains perfection in this very life with the help of latencies of many births so in many births this person has achieved so many objectives so in this life there is not much of a difficulty because he is able to see the problem solve it see the problem solve it see the problem solve it he is able to understand the scriptures left right and center is tak 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 the person understands everything does all the activity like that he is the highest devotee remember i told you there are three kinds of people the third one the highest one is a person who can anticipate the problems anticipate the questions of the guru and perform them even before anything has happened so such kind of a so he is the satvik kind of a devotee he is a person whose knowledge just opens up like that such a kind of a person he reaches the state of self realization instantly doesn't take time at all just like that so forthwith reaches the supreme state so we have done two kinds of people i will give a small recap of it so there are people in this world who though being a devotee of lord sri krishna 
fall under two categories when they create problems in their lives. Like I said last week, some of them fall for lust, some of them fall for greed, some of them fall for the laziness of this yuga, some of them are not able to overcome their mind. Something happens. Now, if there are two kinds again, the sattvic kind of a person is born of enlightened parents. He dies, goes to heaven, maybe he does, maybe or he doesn't. But he is born. He is born of enlightened parents and attains the status of enlightenment immediately because his latencies are there of his previous birth. Now we come to the second kind of a person. The second kind of a person is not sattvic so much, is tamasic or rajasic in nature. Such a kind of a person has to go to the heavens for a very, very long time. He is born to pious parents, but the pious parents may be prosperous. So this person enjoys these comforts in his life. He enjoys the comforts in his life. But is able to understand, is able to grasp because of his previous competencies, previous life's competencies. And he enters that level where he meets the Guru, he is able to understand and he reaches the state of realization in that life. So whichever case you can take, it is very good. The only reason why it is very good is because he is a devotee of Krishna. So, we move to the next verse. We are doing chapter 6, verse 46 from the Bhagavad Gita. The yogi is superior to the ascetics. He is regarded superior even to those well versed in the sacred lore. The yogi is also superior to those who perform actions with some interested motives. Therefore, Arjuna, do become a yogi. Now, Krishna has given multiple examples over here. This is the first time when he is bringing out the subject that there are various kinds of yogis in this world. If you recollect in the Bhagavad Gita, he has told Arjuna, you can be a Sankhya Yogi. A Sankhya Yogi is a Yogi connected to knowledge base. So he is supposed to get enlightened if he does tremendous amount of Patta Pascharya, so on and so forth. And there is a big pathway. It's a long path. Today's Yoga, we find hardly anybody on that path because we, our minds are not adapted to grasping any knowledge. We have specific knowledge of specific subjects but we are duffers as far as knowledge of the other things are concerned. And spiritual knowledge, wow, it doesn't even exist in a human being. Uh, to find such a kind of a person who is on the path of the first kind of a yoga is a very tough challenge. So he said there is a second path. The second path is called the path of karma yoga. You can do the second path. That means 
perform actions without any focus on the end results you cannot take charge of the end results at all you have a right to perform the task but you can never be focused on results so if i am a karma yogi and if i am working in an organization or if i am working really hard in my fields or in my life which or whatever i am doing i should not be bothered about how much money i am going to make how much fame or fortune i am going to get which position i am going to get how i am going to grow in my life this should never be the criteria can you find a person who is not bothered like that ask yourself this question is there anybody in your life whom you know is not concerned about the money the power the fame the fortune or the end results everybody does some job or the other with a focus on the results i am doing this job so that i can take care of my children and my family isn't that what people say i need money to run my household i have put so much of efforts now i need to see some return on investments so where can he be a karma yogi karma yoga is selfless service selfless service when you do service you should not be bothered about anything just keep on doing service which means you cannot be tired you cannot say oh i can't do this today because of this reason no reasons you can't give any reasons whatsoever your focus is only to do your job this is a karma yogi we were talking about now we had done these two paths if you recollect one was the sankhya yoga one was the karma yoga both are rejected by people because nobody on this planet earth can have perfect knowledge or can be a perfect worker karma yogi can there be a karma yogi of that kind find out for yourself go search where can you find this person it is near impossible so the path that was left behind was called the bhakti marg the bhakti marg is a path which is absolutely the easiest to achieve provided now the provided comes the provisions are there you have to be dispassionate dispassionate means you cannot be attracted to any objects you cannot say i want this and i want that i want perfection like that i want to own a car no you have to be completely dispassionate in this world you cannot even say that oh i want to have this kind of a house i want to have this kind of a village i want to be born in this place i can be there i can be that i i want a nice watch there can be no passions you if you are working in some company somewhere or maybe an organization you cannot even think in terms of oh i am doing this so that i can grow in my career that is passion today's day and age there are video companies of people in youtube and this and that they are putting in hard efforts 
and they are saying i want to be a superstar you know on youtube i want to do this and i want to do that they also have passion and ambition isn't it so no the first word is called dispassion you have to be completely dispassionate with everything you cannot expect yourself to make money or become rich or all those kind of things that should never be the motivation at all second one is called detachment you cannot be attached to your family friends relatives company place you cannot be attached to anything in this world you cannot say that this is the only country where i will stay i want to go to x country become a citizen of that country and stay there no it may be an ideal location you can't do that you have to be detached from this you can't say that i need so many millions in my bank account then only i will become a sanyasi you can't even say that you have to be detached from the money you cannot carry your parents with you no you cannot be so much involved with your own parents your relatives your wife your husband your children the primary goal of devotion is to be single pointedly devoted to krishna meanwhile doing all the tasks that are necessary in the material world but that should not give you an idea of you know bothering about any person your own kids for that matter you should not be bothered oh what school they are going to go to how they are going to cope up with their life whether they are going to be happy this that that's none of your concern because they are not your children you should know that they are god's children and god knows how to take care of them you just have to do your duty whatever duty that is there in a completely dispassionate manner so second one was detachment you cannot have attachment to place money power family relatives no friends third one is called discrimination how do you see god in everything you can't have enemies you can't have friends if you see right and wrong how can you see right and wrong discrimination simply translates into you have to see god in everything can you do that so the path of bhakti is simple but these are the basic criteria that you have to do single pointed devotion to god so this is what he is saying this yogi the the one which we did the previous six verses that we were doing such a kind of a yogi who is born of pious parents or who is born of enlightened parents such a kind of a yogi is superior to ascetics so there are sadhu mahatmas in this world but because this person is a devotee of mine and he has attained this level he is reborn on this earth in a good family such a kind of a person who is now on the path of spiritual in this life once again is greater than an ascetic so there is a sadhu baba who is staying sitting in the himalayas he may be sitting for thousands of years doesn't matter 
So such a kind of a person who may be sitting over there for thousand years cannot match a person who is a devotee of mine. Because this person is higher than any ascetic in the world. So if you have reached that ascetism where you are living on just maybe grass for all you know or maybe just air. You may be living just on air. Still, you are not such a great person as the devotee of the Lord. So the devotee of the Lord who is completely devoted to Krishna, the third kind, Bhakti Marga. Bhakti Marga is greater than even ascetism. Then he says, he is regarded superior even to those well-versed in the sacred lore. People who read scriptures, who write scriptures, the Bhagavatams, people, those who are exponents of that. So there are people in this world who are Kirtankars, poets, who sing the glories of God. There are people who are completely devoted to the divine. Such kind of people who are engrossed in the God by writing their poetry, their books, their sacred lores, they tell stories, they do bhajans, kirtans, go to villages and do all kinds of things. They may be that, but he is superior to even them. This person, remember, we were doing about those two people. So these people are superior even to those great people who sing the glories of God. Or this yogi is superior to those who perform action with some interested motive. So he is greater than any person who is performing the action. Remember the karma yogi type of a person. He is greater than any of those yogis also. And there are some who do interested action. He is greater than them. That means in terms of hierarchical growth in spiritual, their hierarchy, this person's hierarchy is the highest. He is higher up. Because he has perfection on the path of devotion. Devotion is the highest path ever. There, there is the three D's are most important. Dispassion, detachment and discrimination. But to reach Krishna, first you have to go through those stages. Because you might have fallen down in your last life. Though you may be born of parents. So go and study your own parentage. Go and find out where and how, what is the need for being born in such a kind of a family. So whether this body of yours is actually ripe enough for becoming the highest devotee. Go and find out this answer. Go to the lineage. Go to the story backwards. Find out whether your love for God is as high as any of these devotees. So there are two categories. Like I said, there will be pious parents but prosperous. Pious but prosperous. Second one is enlightened yogis. So two kind of parentage. So we are discussing that kind of a person. So in this life, if he has such kind of parentage, and he is already on the path, he is already pushing himself towards the enlightenment or might have reached the enlightenment. I told you he is supposed to do double the efforts also. So not like simple enough. So 
he is superior to even those who do the karma yoga path therefore he says to arjuna arjuna you do become a yogi so he says to arjuna you also become a yogi this yogi remember his parentage is very high his four fathers were already enlightened arjunas so he says you can become this yogi instead of getting into all these nonsensical things you can become a yogi so we come to the last verse of this particular chapter chapter 6 this is verse 47 from chapter 6 of the bhagavad gita of all yogis again he who devotedly worships me with his mind focused on me is considered by me to be the best yogi so such a kind of a yogi who is completely devoted to me here let me give you the understanding krishna is very clearly delineating the factor that he is the highest there can be no god whatsoever anywhere on this planet earth or in any scripture who can be higher than krishna himself this is a word of the bhagavad gita this is a word of the bhagavatam this is a word from the uddhav gita this is a word in all our scriptures he says very clearly this yogi has to be devoted single mindedly towards me only he cannot be devoted to any other person anything object or whatever he knows that the highest point in spirituality is to worship this divine god so such a kind of a yogi this is the bhakti yoga type of a person who has very good birth has got the latencies from his last life is able to reach this understanding faster and faster is able to be able to transcend the states such a kind of a person imagine this kind of a person when you have this kind of a person he can reach me criteria to be the highest devotee of mine so krishna says you have to be the highest devotee of mine no other objective you have to be 100% devoted to me so he who devotedly worships me with his mind focused on me so your mind has to be completely one with the lord sri krishna himself so there can be no other person in the mind no doubts whatsoever absolutely pure heart pure mind pure body pure senses everything has to be pure and single pointedly devoted to krishna's feet you can't be saying that you know how oh, i worship this god or i worship that god there is nothing like that there is no worship of any other god except krishna himself so when he has this mind totally focused on me is considered by me to be the best of the yogis then only i will consider him to be the highest and the best yogi so krishna has now clearly 
put forward who is the best yogi in this chapter. He has clearly come down from the pathways, different different pathways and he has said to Arjuna that people make mistakes. Yes, I accept that they make mistakes. They cannot overcome their mind. But if they are devotees of mine and if they have made a one mistake or two mistakes in their life and yet being devoted to me, they will die. After they are died, after they have died in their last life, they will be born of number one pious parents or prosperous parents. Pious, prosperous parents, number one. Or number two, enlightened parents, depending on the tendencies of that person in the previous life. So in the previous life, if he has followed a particularly strict path of sattva, of sattva, then he will be born of enlightened parents. There he doesn't have to go to any heaven to enjoy himself. He will only go straight away to these parents. He will be born and for him to reach the state of enlightenment is pretty fast because everything opens up at the snap. The second person finds it slightly difficult because he is born of pious parents, has got, you know, though prosperity is there, so on and so forth. But a little bit of tough thing has to be gone through. Then, everybody... There can be no path greater than the Bhakti mark. Because who can be the highest yogi? Not somebody who keeps on going and doing, you know, all kinds of rituals and all those things. No, not at all. He says, higher than an ascetic is my yogi. This yogi who is devoted to me. Higher than any other kind of yogi that is prescribed in the scriptures. This yogi will come to me directly. Through which path? Through the path of single pointed devotion to me alone. There can be no two people in this. That means you can't be saying, you know, I am going to pray to this God and then I am going to go towards Krishna. No way. Here in the last verse he says, he is the number one, the highest God Almighty himself. There, there is no greater God than Krishna himself. So, he who devoutedly worships me with his mind, focused on me alone. You have to be absolutely focused on Krishna. He is considered the best amongst yogi. So he is then considered the number one yogi of all times. So in this way he has been able to answer the questions of Arjuna, which Arjuna had created those, you know, doubts and said, can you please tell me who is the highest of these yogis, which path is the right one, blah, blah. All those questions that he had asked, remember? So he has answered those questions. So we have come to the end of verse 47. This is the end of the chapter. So thus, in the Upanishads sung by the Lord, the science of Brahma, the scripture of yoga, the dialogue between Sri Krishna and Arjuna ends the sixth chapter entitled The Yoga of Self-Control. So we have come to the end of this chapter and we will be starting chapter 7 the next time. I will see you all in the coming week and then we will address the next chapter. Take care. Have a great day. I will see you all.